Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So, to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe y'all there are only 20 calories per serving no added sugar and it's infused with stuff i like including mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens which really helps me to relax after a high energy day recess mood has four delicious flavors to choose from my personal fave is strawberry rose if one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, hey, hey. That was three haze, y'all. Usually I say, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care Um, This podcast, my mission here is to center the care, the healing, the rest, the joy and abundance of black women. And I try my best. I try to do it from a faith and Christian based perspective. So um, thank you so much for for pressing play. Thanks for for rolling with me today. Today is March 1st and uh, spring soon come. And that just means a lot of renewal and, and, and spring cleaning and life and freshness and, and all that stuff. So I am ready for spring, like so ready. And I'm in California and we didn't even have like a winter, okay? We did not have a winter. So I know if I'm ready for spring and you are on the East Coast or down South, I know for a fact that you are ready for spring too. So here we go with that. Um, so today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I actually, I get emails from some of the amazing queens and black women in our, in our village. And, um, I try my best to respond to them and some of them, they really just stand out. And I was like, well, maybe one day I can have like a, or not one day, excuse me, like on some of the episodes, I can share some of the letters that I get and kind of, you know, give my thoughts if they're obviously self-care related, not saying that, um, I just share them all willy nilly. I get permission. You know, I ask, do you mind if I, if I share this with the village, can I talk to the community about this? And I'll usually like, I won't like say their name or anything like that. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure. And that's what actually happened recently. And I had a, uh, uh, a beautiful black woman reach out to me, and we've emailed a couple of times in the past, if I'm not mistaken, and she wanted to give me an update or just respond, because I had recently sent out an email, I think it was like on Wednesday of last week, possibly, 
or in the last week, I sent out an email just kind of talking about struggle, you know, just talking about struggle. And so she sent me this email and I want to talk to you after I read this or a portion of the email, I want to talk about struggle. I want to talk about struggle because I know for a fact that it's not just me dealing with struggle. I know for a fact it's not just her that's kind of dealing with struggle and struggling. So I want to just briefly talk about that, right? So here's the letter, okay? Um, let's see. So she says, hey, Brie, it's funny how I feel. I know you and we have never met. Last year, I listened to you every Monday as I drove home from work. I really connected with you. However, due to a crazy transition in my life, I became distracted. Fast forward to where we are now. I packed up my three young adults. I left my husband and moved several states away. I have been juggling three jobs with no life or health insurance. I have been in straight up survival mode. I finally got the courage to go back into the hospital system and we'll get the vaccine, which would mean, you know, steady income, benefits, vacation time, sick time, excuse me, sick time, etc. It looks like after so many dark years, life is finally getting on track for me. So why did I have a major anxiety attack this past Friday? I sat in my car, unable to move or catch my breath. I think I am so used to struggle living that I am afraid of catching up with life. I sat in my car trying to figure out my next steps. I thought about my therapist and all the tips and tricks she taught me, and then I remembered you. I pulled out my phone and pulled up your podcast and, and sat there and cried as I listened to your voice. I don't even know what you said the first few sessions as I just heard your soothing voice and felt your energy. And then she goes on to just say that I have a gift and some other kind things that I really appreciated. So... I responded back and I just talked to her a little bit and, and, you know, just told her, you know, good luck and you're in a great season and, you know, just wished her blessings on this new chapter of life. But what really, I mean, all of it stood out to me, obviously, but what really stood out to me was how she just started feeling this after years of like, you know, being in survival mode after years of being in survival mode and, and struggling basically you know struggling <laughs> now that she has this opportunity she's just like oh my god and she starts freaking out and she's having these anxiety excuse me anxiety attacks and she even said I think I'm so used to just being in the struggle and, and just having like this hashtag struggle life um that now that it's this opportunity you know it's like I I just don't know what to do <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself this is all weird and strange right I understand that so much. I I feel you, sis. I understand you, sis. I I, I am you, and you are me. Um, I think that there's different way that like struggle means different things to me. Struggle means like different things to me. Like on one hand, like when I think of struggle, I think of. Um, like how we as a people, we are like struggling against oppression and racism and things like that, right? So all those systematic, systemic issues. Um, but then I feel like we also have like personal struggles within ourselves or personal struggles that we deal with, like um, finances or struggling with your self-worth or struggling with your relationships or struggling with your relationship with God, like these personal struggles that we have um 
And honestly, I was thinking about this today. I hope this comes out the right way. Because I'm not saying that struggle is, is to be glorified. But I do think that sometimes, at least for me, there have been some periods of my life where I have appreciated the struggle. Because... Like, when I think of struggle, sometimes I think of, like, for example, a worm that's on a hook, okay? I don't even know where that came from. I don't fish. I don't like worms. I don't like touching that kind of stuff. But that was what popped into my mind. Like, if a worm struggles enough, they're able to get off that hook to safety. <laughs> Does that make sense? So, in those instances where I've struggled or been in a place of struggle, but it, it kind of activated this maybe fight or flight where I was able to get out of a situation and, and, and have this 180 happen to my life and some great things happening. You know what I'm saying? Like I can appreciate those kind of struggles, but I don't think that we are designed or meant to be stuck in the struggle. If that makes any sense. I don't think that we're supposed to be stuck in that space of struggle. Um, when I think about, living a life of struggle because I've lived a life of struggle um to me it's just like it's like joyless it's uninspired it's like you feel like you like well, who's that over the color purple all my life I had to fight like you fighting you know um it's exhausting it's draining it's hard it's toxic that is what I think of when I think of living a life of struggle for me, I have lived a life of struggle for a long time when it came to certain areas of my life, like finances. That is like a huge struggle of many that we we face in our community, in our village. And it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. Okay, just that energy of being in the struggle is exhausting. But the thing that's crazy to me it's like I, I just resonated so much with her when she said, I think I am so used to struggle living that I'm afraid of catching up with life. We get in that, like, it's, it's crazy because we're, we're caught up in this struggle. Sometimes our struggles can last for weeks. Sometimes our struggle can last for years. For years. And... At that point, it's like like when I when I was in that place, um, like for example, when I sh when I was in this place of struggle over, um, let me let me pick a struggle, <laughs> as they say, as we as we say, let me pick a struggle. When I was struggling with like um, doing the work, I felt that I want I was called to do. Like I struggled with that for a good. I would say like 20 plus years because I was doing jobs that were not, I was not designed for. I was doing jobs I was not designed for just like, oh, let me just take what I can get. Like there wasn't, I, I was just looking at the money part of it and money is not everything. So when I was getting the money, at some point when I was getting the money, it was just like this money means nothing to me. This money means nothing to me. Yes, of course. Hear me what I'm hear me when I say this. Of course, it was like I was paying the bills and stuff like that. But the money, like it just meant. I, I thought I would be like, oh, this is so great. This is so exciting. Like I thought that that feeling would linger because I was making like when I was in my twenties, I was making 
probably, gosh, I wish I had old paste stubs, but I would have to guess that's when I started making around maybe like $40,000, $45,000 a year, probably, maybe, or maybe high 30s. I don't have an exact number, but being in my 30s or 20s, that was great. You know what I mean? But then when I went to my next job, it was like, now I'm making anywhere from like 45000 to possibly, I don't know, 65000 70000 somewhere in there, you know? for someone without a degree. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is amazing. This is life. Like happy days are here again, but the money in did not mean anything. And so I struggled with my identity and I struggled with, with my purpose. And I struggled with my relationship in God and having faith in him and being able to maintain my trust in him because I took these jobs that I, you know, that were meant to be probably temporary and I stayed there for years, so I just felt like my like my mind and my spirit were at odds with each other. And I was at war with myself. Does that make sense? So when she says that she got comfortable or she said that she just got so used to that struggle living, you know, that, that way of life, even though it was hard, even though, like I said, all my life I had to fight. I know that's how she felt. Imagine she's got her kids. She's trying to support her family. She's in a relationship. I'm assuming that probably was not the best with her husband. Things were uncertain and you're just living this life. I can't imagine when you're in a, in a place, in a season where you just feel like everything's a struggle. Like to me, that feels like I said, joyless and draining and toxic and uninspired and and hard and and unfair it just feels like it just feels like it's overwhelming but we get to this place like this this set point where it's we get kind of comfortable if you will it's comfortable in that place after a while because you already know what it is you know what's up you know what it's going to look like you know how it feels you ain't got to readapt because this is what this is my life now this is what it is. I'm 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 comfortable here. This is this is me. This is who I am. You know what I mean? I've 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 <laughs> it's like you just get to a place where you're just like, well, this is it. And you just kind of settle in that, if that makes any sense. You just you just kind of sit with that and you settle with that. And because again, it's comfortable, you already know what to expect. There's no risk, there's no surprises. Um you know, you just have this this setting point. Get out of here. That's my daughter. See, this is what I'm talking about. We cannot have nice things. She knows I'm recording this podcast, but here she come being silly. <laughs> but um, yeah, this comfort zone. I've been there. So I, I identify with her saying that um, after so many dark years, you know, life is finally getting back on track. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. You know, oh, oh, this is, now there's risk. This is exciting, but there's risk now. Panic, panic, everybody panic. I Listen, I understand. Let me tell you something, okay? Because I am self-saboteur numero uno, okay? I, I am Mrs. Self-sabotage here. So anytime I have to get out of my comfort zone, like so how how she said she was having that anxiety attack and and this is like a great thing happening in her life, but she's just like overwhelmed and she doesn't know what the heck to do. I feel you because I'm gonna be honest with you, recently I did like a month in review kind of situation. And if girl, if you're not doing months like 
doing like a recap of your last 30 days, like of your month, like you are missing out, okay? I want you to go ahead and get your life and start doing, if even if you can't do it monthly, doing quarterly recaps, like of your goals, of like things you've accomplished, areas you want to work on, how things went, what did you do excellent at, what was amazing, where did you have fun, um... You know, what could you improve upon? What challenge did, challenges Excuse me, did you have? How did you grow? Maybe how did you shrink, you know, a little bit? Just recap your months. Get your journal out at the end of each month and just take like 20 minutes and just think about the things that happened in that last 30-day period. And that way you can kind of document your growth, chart your progress, see where you were three months ago or a year ago and see how much you've grown and expanded as you continue to try to do these things in your life. Okay. Let me get off of that. So anyway, recently I did like a month in review and this was like a recap of my business goals. Okay. So after I wrote it all down, like I was like, okay, so how much money did I make in this business? <laughs> and, um, like how much growth did I see in this area? And, and you, you know, just looking at all these little different things. And, um, Really, after writing it all down and being honest about what I saw, um, y'all, I bombed out in, like, a huge way. <laughs> like, areas that, like, in one specific area that I was, like, proclaiming, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to do, I'm, you know, I'm proclaimed, I'm going to do better. Um, child, I was just as stagnant. I can't even tell you. I was just as stagnant. I, I didn't hit the goal. Um, and if I can be honest with you, I honestly did, I didn't feel safe with the goal I had set. And instead of me like addressing that and being real with myself, like I've, I've done this so many times in a row, it's not even funny, but instead of me being real with that and sitting with that and addressing the issue, um, instead I, I would just like, I like plow right through it. And I was like, oh, this month I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. Like it just sounded good. You know what I mean? It sounded good. So I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I literally got nowhere in that major area where I was, I really need to have some growth. But there was like this sense of, of labor in carrying that that specific struggle, if you will, with me, like from month to month to month to month, like I had gotten comfortable. That's my point. I had gotten comfortable in that rhythm, comfortable in that routine, comfortable in saying, this is what I'm going to do, knowing that I was going to self-sabotage. This is, this is so embarrassing to admit, but I mean, I feel like I can be honest on this podcast because I know it's not just me and I feel like this is going to help help somebody in help, excuse me, help someone in their self-care journey. Um, but I was just like carrying that with me month after month, but it was okay because I'm like, you know, I've shouldered this before. I know how it feels. This is my set point. This is my comfort zone. There's no resistance here. You know what I mean? There's no resistance here, but, um, and I would have a down pat girl, like, Anytime I would, like, when it was time for me to try to tackle that specifically, like, that one specific goal, that would be the time where I'm like, oh, um, 
let me just check my emails all day or let me get on social media and make a post or let me let me you know what I have not been watching my shows let me just just for one day I'm gonna watch my shows or let me play this game on my phone like I will just find ways to like sabotage myself so I can get back to that get get back to that point that that struggle point that I have I would I would do anything but the work necessary so I can get back to that struggle point because again that's where I I I hate to say I thrived there because that's not <laughs> when you think of thriving it's like completely not what I'm talking about obviously but that that was that was my comfort zone I knew the struggle I recognized it I knew what it looked like you know what I'm saying so there was just like I knew that I was not going to make huge efforts and so like I said, I, I just understand what she means about just kind of freaking out now that it's time to open yourself up, now that it's time to to try something new, now that it's time to reach for this new goal that you have this you have this opportunity in front of you, right? And I know it can't just be her and I know it can't just be me. I know somebody out there is feeling this, feeling what I'm saying. <sighs> I had to take an exhale for that. Um it's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, so I was thinking of some ways as I go through my notes. Um... 
that I was thinking, like, how do I work through this? Because I don't believe, I know that the Bible says that we are going to have seasons of struggle, especially as a believer, follower of Christ. Um, but I don't believe that God created me to reside in that, in that constant state of struggle. Like that, that, and that's a mindset thing too. You know what I mean? Struggle is a mindset too, but I don't believe that God created me to reside like that was just going to be my life, period. Like I was going to get there and I'm going to stay there. Um, breaking free to survive and thrive is like, is one thing, but constantly staying in that headspace is like an entirely different thing. And this is where I feel like, I think that this is where I was harmed and I feel like this is harmful for black women too. Um, especially, like I said, that struggle is like lasting for months or for years. Um, and as marginalized people, it's like, we already got enough, like, like I said, pick a struggle. We already have enough resistance out in the world where, you you know, with racism and oppression and, and, and misogyny and just everything else. So I'm like, I, I can't continue to do this to myself. I've got to get out of that personal comfort zone that I've built around myself. I've got to get to a place where I can stop self-sabotaging myself. I've got to get to a place where I don't freak out now that I have opportunity. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. So I would say that my takeaways for this... Um, First of all, got to figure out how to be comfortable instead of being in that comfort zone of like, <clears throat> like in my case, that comfort zone of lack and struggle. Got to figure out how to be comfortable with success and new opportunities. Because I don't think that that's something that is taught enough. We are taught about struggle. We are taught about what that looks like, what that feels like, you know, the struggle is real, all that kind of stuff. But we're not necessarily taught about how to be okay with success and how to be okay with new opportunities and, and not beat ourselves up about that. I think for a lot of us, we are in a position where, again, we're like the first in our families to do something. And that can be scary can definitely be scary like if you're the first in your family to start a business um, and everyone around you is kind of struggling or everybody in your community is struggling and here you are trying to trying to have success it's like who do you think you are to try to break free who do you think you are to try to break these struggle bonds and these generational curses and, and things like that but we've got to get to a place where we can be comfortable with success and opportunity and maybe that looks like opening up your your circle opening up your your immediate village and getting with women and people that are showing you that it is possible to have success in your life it is possible to live well it is possible to to have these amazing opportunities and to thrive and to flourish um, and this is what it looks like. Let me show you. Just watch me. I, I can show you the way. I can lead you, help lead you down this path because it is your right to be successful. It is your right to not live a life of constant struggle. 
it's your right. So be, be comfortable. Figure out ways to be comfortable with success and opportunity. And then also something that would help, I think, too, is to remember your value and your worth. Remember your value and your worth. I think sometimes we forget that when you're in that that place of that comfortable and unfortunate place of struggle because you've been there for so long, you've been there for however many seasons, you start to kind of forget who you are and whose you are. You forget how valuable you are. You forget what you bring to the table. You forget all the things you've accomplished. You forget all the things you've done. You forget all the people you've helped with the gifts and talents that you have. It's like it just kind of gets buried beneath the rubble of the struggle. So you got to remember your worth. You got to remember how highly valuable you are. So that will be the second thing. Like you got to start affirming yourself. You got to start speaking life into yourself again. Positive self-talk. All of that. Just so you can get back to that place of of remembering who you were. Um, I think another thing would be to like identify... Because there's a there's like fear and resistance there somewhere. So you've got to identify like, what are these changes? Like, what are they going to mean for me? And what, what part of that is taking me out of my comfort zone? Like, why do I feel triggered by this? Why do I feel triggered by this success? Why do I feel triggered by this new leash, lease, excuse me, leash on life, lease on life? Why do I feel triggered by this, this chance to, to get out from underneath this heavy weight. Like, wh- like, what's triggering me? What is triggering about that? Because honestly, it's safe for you to have this success. It's safe for you to have what you want. It's safe for you to live the type of life you desire. It's safe for you to now flourish into this life of abundance and blessing and favor. Like, it's safe for you to do that. But for some reason, at least when it was for me, it, like, it, it felt like a threat. If that makes any sense. It felt like a threat. And so I had to sit with that and and identify, like, why am I okay with, with not hitting these goals? Why am I okay with this level of quote-unquote success? Like, what does that mean for me that once I hit this goal, because there's clearly resistance there, okay? Like, what does that mean for me once I hit this goal? What is, what is the struggle? What is the resistance? We have to have these kind of conversations. We got to have these kind of conversations with ourselves. We got to have these kind of conversations with God. We got to have these kind of conversations with other trusted, trusted people. So maybe it's your friend, it's a therapist, it's your village, your journal but we've got we've got to be able to start having these kind of conversations because I don't think we talk about this enough in the black community like that 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 fear of success or that feeling comfortable with within our struggle to where it's now we have this opportunity and it's just so foreign that we don't really it's overwhelming it's overwhelming 
And I think that for me, this 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 struggle with success or being okay with this specific struggle that I'm talking about, it's like what if I'm real, it's just like what's what else is expected of me? How is this gonna change my life? What does this mean for my family? What does this mean for my future? What are these new responsibilities going to be? Am I going to be able to take on these new responsibilities? Am I going to be able to maintain it? Am I just a fluke? You know what I mean? Like all these different questions to where I realized like I wasn't ready to to like look at these kind of things. So this is why I was self-sabotaged. And this is why I would be okay with just staying in my personal struggle hell. <laughs> Honestly. So... Yeah, for anyone that's out there listening to this podcast and you can relate and you're feeling some kind of way or anxious because either you have an, uh, a possible opportunity or you ha- you know what your purpose is, but you're like, Mm-mm, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Or you're, you're in this place of struggle and you've been there for quite some time, but you're comfortable there. You got to start having these conversations with yourself so that you can identify how you can break free. Because again, I, I, I am positive that I know that we, we struggle, we have struggles for a reason, but I don't believe that God is going to just leave us in our struggles. Like for me, I know that it, it's got to be a combination of faith and works faith and action faith and mindset which is action so that we can pull ourselves out of these situations and and start to flourish and live abundantly like i want to live a life (laughs) i want to live an amazing life i want to have a life that i feel is well lived so i've got to look at these kind of things and figure out like how i can just be different in these types of areas in my life. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm going to be honest. I felt like I just had a therapy session as I was kind of working through that and talking through that. I want to thank the lady that shared and was so vulnerable and and shared her, her thoughts and her experience with me because I just thought, I just thought it would be a good conversation. Um, I want to have these kind of conversations in the community. I recognize that um, I'm not necessarily an expert, quote unquote, in in these kinds of things or in some of the things that we're talking about. Um, But I do think that by me sharing my experience, sharing my thoughts as I work through my own self-care and what that feels like for me, what that means for me, my experiences, my thoughts, my actions, how I'm doing my best every single day to take action and make progress like I know that my share can help I know that my story one that um you know possibly I should be kind of ashamed of I guess I don't know (laughs) but me being able to share and be vulnerable like I know it's gonna it's gonna touch somebody it's gonna have help you to look at something that in a in a different way or from a different perspective that can help you to also flourish and thrive too. Cause that's what it's all about. That's what, that's what brown girl self care is all about. Okay. 
Well, all right, all right, all right. I feel like a therapist. We are at our time. Go ahead and um, swipe your health plan, your HSA card <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> oh, boy. But I honestly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm so glad that you're rolling with a sister and that you ride with me every single week as I try to tackle and navigate these these important topics, these conversations that we can have in our community. And speaking of community, I wanted to let you know that if you are in need of your own village of sisters that will have your back, if you're looking for within that village a place to talk more about self-care, start developing habits, hit up some workshops relating to like self-care in areas of like finance, taking care of your body, um, if you're looking to do challenges every month related to self-care and you want to do it in a safe space, I invite you to um, connect with me by email and ask me about Brown Girl Society. I will get you a link to so that you can get access to Brown Girl Society for $17.99 a month. I'm telling you, it will shift your life. If you like are open to the process and, and you just want that sense of community and village, it will it will shift your life. It will. Um, or if you're listening to this um on iTunes, you can there I'm gonna leave a link. I'm gonna leave a link to Brown Girl Society as well. So I want to make sure that I mention that. Oh so girl, with that said, um I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this community. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will be back next Monday with a new episode. And hey, by the way, one last thing. If you did want to share a, a, a talking point or letter, you can always email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com and um, possibly I can read your, your, your message on air and we can have a conversation around that, okay? So I want to make sure I mention that too. Okay, well, with that said, I hope you have a blessed week. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you make time for yourself this week. Practice your self-care. Take care of your body. Take care of your spirit. Take care of your emotional health and mental health. And I will see you on the next episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.